Hello and welcome to the Bottom Up Skills Podcast. I'm Mike Parsons. I'm the Chief Executive Officer at Qualitans and it is great to have you at our next installment of Design Thinking. Now, in the previous show, we talked a lot about getting the features or the user stories right for your product, but those have to live in harmony with something. And generally speaking, you could refer to that as the business logic or the business rules. And that's what we're going to talk about in this episode of the Bottom Up Skills Podcast. Now, remember, everything that we're going to talk about is from our Design Thinking Masterclass, which you can grab at bottomup.io. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, oh, okay, I thought we we're going to be creative and talk about design. Well, we're talking about that and much more because design thinking is not just about classic creative and art direction. It's way more than that. And actually the best design not only feels good uh, for the end user, someone might say that the products that we make are desirable, um, but you know a lot of the, the products we make have to work with technology. So that technology has to work or said differently, it needs to be feasible. And in particular, when we talk about the business rules, the logic and, and so forth, what we're really talking about is a viability and actually great design thinkers build products that are not only desirable, not only feasible, but wait for this, just when you're like, Mike, this is getting pretty hard, they have to be viable too. And so we're going to talk a lot about business rules and processes and business requirements, but I'm going to do this through a product lens, through a design thinking lens. The key point about design thinking is you must consider the business too. This is just not about making something that's beautiful. It's got to be beautiful and profitable. And that's what we're going to talk about. Okay, so let's get a couple of definitions um, done right up front. And there's probably three layers of business rules, business processes, business requirements, policies um, that all get mismatched and confused and so forth. Um, so what I want to do is I want to give you a three-layer approach to understanding What's really required of our product? If we know what users want, we need to make sure that the business is doing the right thing. And um, there is absolutely no point building a product that users love. Um, let's take uh, LimeWire um, and all of the peer-to-peer uh, -peer downloading software that came out 15 years ago or so. And it was great for users, but it had no business integrity because it was illegal and they got shut down and so forth. So what we're going to talk about is how you can avoid um, making a product that's not compliant with the different business requirements um, and how you can uh, trade off what users desire, what the businesses need and what technology allows us to do. So here are the three definitions. I want you to think about these three levels of what a business is required to do when it builds a product. Now, the first one is um, the highest. Uh, it's probably the clearest of all, and it's the law. This is uh, said differently. This is an external constraint imposed upon the product. We have no choice but to adopt these practices, okay? So it's an external constraint. It's fixed. It is what it is. You have to comply. 
Now, this is the first level of business logic that has to exist inside your app. For example, if you have an app in the European Union, you must be compliant with GDPR. And this protects the rights of individuals to privacy and their personal information. So this is a a constraint that is put upon a business and therefore your product. So anyone publishing a product in Europe, or I would just say it's a pretty good guideline to how, how to take good care of your customers, you should launch a product that is GDPR compliant. Now, um, that would be just a very good baseline on understanding some of the, the business rules that you would need to follow. For example, if you were going to be compliant with GDP, GDPR, how you collect an opt-in for a newsletter has very specific requirements and you have to outline the different types of use that, that they are allowed to select. And so this is like a very specific product requirement. It would be in your user stories, um, but it actually is born of the, the business requirements. So if we want to get the business logic right, we need to uh, adhere to the laws. Now, there are overarching laws like GDPR. Uh, California also has uh, very uh, high level privacy protection. So if you're going to operate your business there, you need to adhere to those. But it goes a level deeper with legal compliance and legal obligations, because if you're in the health industry, you might be subject to HIPAA. If you're in banking industry, you might be exposed to KYC, know your customer. Both of these would be in addition to GDPR requirements. So what you can see here is on this first level, there's a whole bunch of requirements of your product that would affect your themes, your epics, your user stories. You would have to be specific on how you're uh, opting people in in that user story. You'd need to have all the right fields in there. And in addition to that, the way you process data, the way you provide information back to customers may also be affected by healthcare policies set at a government level or know your customer uh, for for the banking industry. So this is level one of understanding kind of what kind of logic uh, should be inside of your product. The second one is you need to understand your, your business policies. Now, these may or may not directly interact into your product, but they will certainly affect the business rules that you set inside of your product. So I want to talk a little bit about what uh, the difference is between a business policy and a business rule. Okay, so let's get into that. So policies are very important um, because the policy could be um, said differently. It's like a guideline that the company has on how it might govern employees, personal equipment, um, how it frames its view of the customer, what is a customer, Or if you want to look in a really strategic perspective, it may be the principles by which you do business. So if your um, business policy is to do no evil um, or your company vision is to do no evil, then your business policies would have to reflect uh, that. If your uh, vision uh, is like Airbnbs and it's all about belonging, and bringing people together, then you can imagine that some of their principles and guidelines and governance would be uh, a mirror reflection of that vision. Uh, differently, if let's say you're not a startup or a scale up in the case of Airbnb, let's say you're a really big organization. 
well, then you're going to have a lot of policies, a lot of guidelines, a lot of checks and balances will be born out of those. But it's really important to understand what those are because they may directly affect what you're able to provide as a business inside of your product. So whether you're a small or a big company, new or old, the point here is you need to understand your policies because they may affect um, not only the tone of voice by which you deliver information and services, but they may be significant constraints that affect your product. And maybe you need to go back to people inside of the organization and say, hey, this is a real blocker. We'd like to do things a little differently. So that's like a business policy. They're really the guidelines of the business, either born of uh, you know decades long operating in a space, or maybe it's a brand new vision, uh, a purpose that the company has. Now, where we get to is the third level of getting the logic right inside your product, and that's the business rules. Now, the business rules are very different to policies. Business rules are actionable. Uh, they're yes, no, on, off, uh, compliant, non-compliant. These are hard and fast uh, rules that need to get baked in your product. For example, if you say that we only talk to customers who have a minimum two-year credit history, then this becomes a very clear rule that goes into your product. And when the user uploads their credit history or answers a survey and says that they only have one year, your business rule says, I'm sorry, our product or our service is not available for you. So these are really important. These are three definitions, law, policy, and rules. Make sure you know those. And as a design thinker, you might be thinking, geez, Mike, that sounds a bit intense. You should be familiar enough with them. And if your project of building a brand new product is big enough, you'll actually have a full-time business analyst who will actually map a lot of this. But that's not always in every project. So it's important that you understand what you're dealing with there because they will affect your product. Now, I want to talk about how we can make this all this uh, legal, legal mumbo jumbo and policies and guidelines a little bit more relatable. I would definitely map the user journey um, to the different business logic filters criteria. And one really interesting exercise can be is to actually bring together the user's preferred journey and then map that to your business flows um, where you have business rules, business policies, maybe uh, legal constraints, and you bring them together, you compare and you contrast these two flows. And this becomes an amazing opportunity for a design thinker to compare, contrast, and to refine around the common ground, around the solution space. Now, this is the art of a great product. So it's really important that you have the capacity to talk apples and apples. What does the business require and what does the user need? And I can tell you, if you're able to bring these two together and create a harmony and a common ground between the two of them, you will be in a very special place because to be quite frank, a lot of products that we interact with are dominated by business rules. They're dominated by business requirements and they neglect the user needs. So if you can map these, bring them together and find the common ground, 
test and learn and make sure that customers are satisfied with this product experience, then you've gone a long way because it's a fine balancing act. What we need to be able to do is to serve not only those user needs and business requirements, but we have to do so within technical constraints as well. And that's a whole nother thing, uh, working out the technical constraints. We have architectural questions, uh, all sorts of scalability issues, um, common language, data interfacing, data modeling, all sorts of stuff. We won't go there for now. But really, a great UX designer or strategist will sit between these because if you can actually find the meeting point between all of this business logic and the human needs and make sure you can bring it to life in the best emerging technology possible, I think you've really uh, arrived at that special place where 10x things happen, where things are so much better than what's on offer today. And I think as a design thinker, you really need to know your tech. But as we've talked about today, you also, in addition to that, to know what users need is you need to understand the business and creating mapping the business logic is essential to that. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Bottom Up Skills podcast. We've really gone into a quick fire round on business logic and how you can do it. Don't forget the big three legal policies and rules. They're the real engine of understanding what the business needs. Bring them all together. And if you'd like to know more about how to bring great products to market, uh, whether you're a designer, creator, entrepreneur, just head over to bottomup.io where you'll find the Design Thinking Masterclass and you can get a whole bunch of other free goodies there as well. So thanks for being part of the journey of the Bottom Up Skills podcast. That's a wrap. 